Hey guys, it's Girl Mike Pan of the Binding Warrior Podcast. Today is your Mindset Monday episode of the week. So um, as we go into this week, um, it's toward the end of my work day. I thought I'd record this really quick podcast before I headed out for the day uh, regarding um, traditional masculinity and whether or not traditional masculinity is a threat to society, right? And if you've been following me for any amount of time, you'll know that um, I am a martial arts teacher, but I also like to talk about uh, fatherhood, uh, being a husband, uh, being a teacher, a martial artist, all these things kind of on this podcast because it's not good enough for me to simply be a good martial artist and a good fighter. I want uh, my students, especially my male students, being that 99% of them are male, <laughs> frankly, um, I want my male students to understand that they have a responsibility to not just be good fighters, but good husbands, good fathers, good men, good sons, good brothers. Um, and this is what I feel called to speak about. So today I'm going to speak about traditional masculinity and uh, kind of give another perspective on it, something that um, opened my eyes recently, and I kind of want to talk about it today. And uh, if you know me, I'm a very big proponent of masculinity, traditional masculinity, and I speak a lot about it on this podcast, not just for the reasons I just mentioned, but not, not only for those reasons, rather, but also because of the fact that, one, uh, masculinity is being undermined anyway, right? Masculinity is being undermined and being um, looked down upon in our modern society today, and two, as an Asian American male, I had to grow up with kind of this relegated role that Asian American men were somehow less masculine than white, black, and Hispanic men. And I feel there's a lot of Asian American men who feel they're kind of being like, you know, they, they're, they're not being viewed as masculine. And I think it's important for us as Asian American men to kind of take that back, so to speak. So I, want, I, I do like talking about these things. So anyway, let me get into it. So traditional masculinity. Um, why am I talking about it today? Um, yesterday, I got into a conversation with an old childhood friend on Facebook, actually. I haven't seen this girl, and oh, she's a woman now. <laughs> we grew up, we were the same grade. We went to, all throughout elementary and middle school together. Um, and her, her family and my family were actually we were, uh, very good friends, and we grew up in the same neighborhood. And, um, you know, I haven't heard from her in almost, over 20 years. And it was the first time I heard from her in 20 years. And she commented, responding to a post I made about traditional masculinity on my personal private Facebook page. And it was a video by Ben Shapiro, who, if, if you know him, he is a conservative blogger, writer, speaker, so forth. And he was talking about the value and the importance of traditional masculinity. And I don't worship at the feet of Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I, I really do share a lot of his views, but there's certain things about him that I don't necessarily share, but that's beside the point. I really agreed what he said in this video, particularly. And so I shared it. And this girl that I haven't heard from in 20 years decided to comment on it. And she basically told me you know, why he was wrong and why... A traditional masculinity is a threat, why men are a threat, and so forth. And in the most respectful way I could, I, I basically st stood by my stance, right? I do believe that traditional masculinity is important. We need to take that back. We need to, to embrace it. But she also made it clear that from her perspective, and this is something I didn't consider, right? Um, and after speaking to you know um, my wife about this and trying to get a better perspective on this, I kind of, I'm not saying I'm forsaking that position, but I do have a different perspective. And I think we need to listen to both sides and understand where we can come to a solid agreement. Um, I do, again, for the record, uh, embrace traditional masculinity. That means a man is a protector. He has aggression that he utilizes for the purpose of defending the innocent, the, the, the people that are in his care, meaning his wife and his children, correct? So I believe in traditional masculinity in that respect, 110% wholeheartedly. Um, I don't waver from that. But she made it clear to me that growing up, she and pretty much all the girls that we knew, I, I, I recognize the truth in this, that the, the girls in our neighborhood, they were raised to have their guard up against men, right? Like, you don't want to be alone with a guy. 
right? You don't know what his intentions are. He might try to rape you. He might try to hurt you. Um, and even to this day, I see that. And I'll be totally honest. My wife, I'm very protective of my wife. I don't like her going to the store by herself. I'll be like, hey, listen, you need to, uh, let me go with you, right? Let me, let me be there to make sure that you're okay to protect you. I don't like her going to the store, especially at night by herself. I don't like her being by herself if she's going shopping. I like to be with her as much as I hate shopping. I want to protect her. So I go. And I realized I, I am aware of this reality that I don't trust men around my wife alone. And this friend of mine, this childhood friend of mine made it very clear, you know, I grew up my entire life being told to put my guard up against, around men. And she went into saying that, not only that, but she was also, without oversharing, she said, um, she was a victim of domestic battery, where she almost died at the hands of someone or the person she was uh, dating or involved with at the time and someone she trusted. So clearly, she has a reason to believe, or at least it reinforces her belief that this is the truth, right? That traditional masculinity is a threat, right? And I had to make it very clear to her that one, I, I, I was extremely sad, if not infuriated at the fact that she went through that, because she is a childhood friend of mine, someone that my family knows and that we care about her deeply. Um, and also the fact that she grew up with this mindset, right? And it, it's, it's sad to know that this is the reality, right? Like we can't trust men to simply just be honorable toward a woman, right? And that is the, re- that is the truth, um, that is, if you look at the statistics factually, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not a self-hating man here or anything. I'm just being real. Men are far more likely to commit violent crime than women. They're far more likely to commit sexual assault than women. They're far more likely to commit a uh, violent crime against innocent, like younger, smaller people, females particularly than women are. Okay. So this causes women to think that it's masculinity that's the problem. And I made it very clear while I empathized and I even was angry for her, frankly, as a person who knows her, that she went through all that. I had to make it clear that don't confuse that toxicity, that toxic behavior with masculinity. They're not the same. They are not the same thing. And that's where I'm kind of drawing this line. I recognize where that side is coming from, but I need to stand my ground and let you know, listen, traditional masculinity isn't the cause of that. If anything, it's the lack of traditional masculinity that is causing that. I am currently recording this in a school, in a classroom. I am at the end of my day. I'm in my conference period. I'm about to head off for the day. And I work with about 100 middle schoolers. 90% of my students are male. I do have many female students that I care about deeply that are some of the top students in my, my program, but the vast majority of my students are male, young teenage boys. And I notice that the teenage boys in the public schools that I've worked in, the ones that struggle the most with their anger, with self-control issues, with um, even violence and fighting and different things, different challenges, they tend to come from fatherless homes. Or in homes where even though there's a father who may be in the home, they're not present. They're not raising their children. They're simply working and they're not being hands-on and teaching their sons and daughters what a real man, a traditional man should be. And so I told my friend, I understand. I see where you're coming from. It's horrific and horrible what you went through. I'm not exonerating or, or, or forgetting the fact that what you went through is hor- horrible at the hands of a man. That should have been, that you trusted to protect you, that you trusted to love you, that you trusted to serve you. But that being said, it does not make traditional masculinity a threat. If anything, that guy that hurt you, that hurt this girl, the one that I grew up with, did not have a positive male role model in his life to show him that that is not the way. 
And if you look at crime, look at all the recent school shooters, look at the vast majority of incarcerated inmates uh, who are guilty of crime, especially violent crime. The vast majority of those inmates and of criminals in our country come from fatherless homes. Fatherless homes or communities in which fathers are not present tend to be more prone to poverty, drug abuse, and violence. That is a statistical fact. You can look this up. So let's go back to the original question. Is traditional masculinity the threat? No, it is not the threat. If anything, it's a lack of that masculinity that is the threat. People in the media, especially the liberal left, they're confusing masculinity with toxic behavior from masculine men or seemingly masculine men. That is not the case. Traditional masculinity is centered around the fact that a man is called to be a leader and a protector and a provider. The problem is our society doesn't want men to have those roles and they wonder why so many men are suffering from depression, suicide, all right, anxiety, all these different things. I don't, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a doctor, okay? But I can tell you one thing, from the men that I've coached and the men that I've worked with, the vast majority of them have failed to feel that they are fulfilling their role as men. The common thread is that they don't feel like they're fulfilling their role as men. They feel like they're failing in that. Some of them have actually failed in that regard. Maybe they cheated, maybe they've stole, maybe they've done these things and they didn't have the right guidance. So they fall into the negative stuff, depression, anxiety, you name it, right? And so what we need in this society is to, for one thing, understand what masculinity truly is. Again, it's calling men to be leaders, which I'm working on, (laughs) protectors and providers, okay? That's what traditional masculinity is centered upon. Unless we emphasize this to our young men, the young men, the next generation of young men, we will not see change. We will see the continued cycle of fatherless homes and violence and all these things. A man takes responsibility, Right, So if you have men, frankly, who are sleeping around and they're not taking ownership over their role as a father to the the child they bring into the world, they're creating a void for that child and that child, guy or girl, will find a male figure in something. It could be good, it could be bad. You better hope that they find it in a good man because they're going to seek it. All right, We need more traditional masculinity, but not just that. We need men to step up and embrace that role. That's the first thing. The second thing is we as men need to keep evil men in check. There's this horrible trend in, that I see among men, especially Filipino American men, where they've been raised to believe that if you go to church and you do good things and you're a nice guy, then you are a good man. And frankly, you are not, that you are an obedient man. But if you're not willing to step up and when you see evil behavior, you see derogatory behavior, vulgar behavior from men that is directed toward women and you don't say anything about it, then frankly, you are not a good man. You're just a nice, harmless man that does not make you a good man. You need to have the capability and the capacity to verbally stand up for a woman, to protect that woman verbally, to say, hey, listen, man, don't talk to her. Stop catcalling her. You have to have the, uh, the ability to do that and you have to have the physical capability to stand up for and protect that woman should the need arise. Should the need arise, all right? You should have that in you. And the problem is there's far too many men, especially that I see in the Filipino American community, that are too cowardly to step up 
I don't care how often you pray. I don't care how often you go to church. I don't care what notches on the rung that you think that you can check off because you are a quote-unquote good guy. If you don't have the capacity to protect women, to stand up for them when they are being catcalled, when they are being gawked at, when they are being insulted, when they're being whatever, if you don't have the ability to step up and protect a woman verbally or physically, you fail in that role as a protector. Therefore, you, you fail in your role as a man. And if you're a leader, as men, we're called to be leaders. I just said that, right? Then you better lead other men to treat women properly. Period. That's what we are called to do. You know, I had a conversation with a group of teenage boys last year. I remember this. And they were talking about, frankly, they were talking about pornography. I overheard them. They were in my class. And I said, listen, I get it. <laughs> Pornography, by the way, is a reality. It's a real danger, by the way. As an, as, a, as an adult, I'm very much vocal to my male students about my disdain for it. Um, and I, I understand the allure of it. I understand the attraction to it. But I'm also very, very big on telling my, my male students, especially my young male students, the teenage students who are just kind of coming into of age and you know they're seeing this stuff often for the first time, I tell them, listen... It's easy to turn on your phone and look at that stuff, but it's hard to really ask a girl out on a date and honor her. That's hard, but that's what men do. Men don't hide behind the computer and veg out and look at pornography. They encounter a woman and they do their best to be the best version of themselves for that woman. No matter how many times they stumble, no matter how hard it is, that's what a man's supposed to do. So again, is traditional masculinity the problem? Absolutely not. It's several things that are the problem. One, not enough men embracing their role as traditional masculine men, not recognizing their job that they have. The second thing is the lack of courage and spine in men to stand up for women and to protect women, to make sure that they don't have to feel in danger of their presence. You know, this, this childhood friend of mine was telling me like, how am I supposed to know the difference between a good man and a hard work, a good man and a bad man? Like all men have to, I have to view all men as a threat because I can't tell the difference. And I said, you know, that's, that's bad. And I recognize why. I'm, I'm not saying that you don't have the right to think that. I understand why, and especially with your history, I understand why you would think that. But there are good men out there. You can find them serving in churches. You can find them serving in soup kitchens, coaching their kids' ba- basketball teams. I'm not saying that just because those guys do that, that may- makes them saints, absolutely not. But the odds of finding good men there in those areas, <laughs> you have a better odds of finding good men in those areas, doing those things, Right. And again, we as men have a calling to protect women. And if we can't stand up for a woman's dignity and her sanctity and her purity and her safety, verbally or physically, we are failing in that respect. So do I think traditional masculinity is the problem? No. I think it's, not, it's a lack of masculinity that's a problem. And I also think it's a lack of men who claim to be masculine and good men, quote unquote good men, that don't have the spine to stand up for a woman when the need arises. All right, so let's keep that in check, guys. So to my brothers out there, to my students, my male students, to the guys listening to this, maybe my brothers listen to this, maybe my cousins are listening to this, maybe my dad's listening to this, I don't know who's listening to this, but I'll tell you one thing. If you are a man, be willing to step up and recognize that wherever you are, every woman that is in that room with you should be safer because you are there. That is the measure of a man. I am a father to a young boy. He is four years old and I have another boy on the way and they're gonna learn this lesson. Wherever they are, that room must be immediately safer because they are there. Not more in danger because they're there, 
But because of their presence, that room is safer. Every woman is now safer because my sons will be there, because I will be there. And that is what we are called to do, men. All right. So I hope this podcast inspired you. Take care. God bless and be the hero in your life.